Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. This is your favorite time of the week. This is my favorite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Frowny Brown, from Frowny Brown Town. Liverpool splashed 75 million worth of cash for Virgil van Dijk, if only they had a decent goalkeeper. It's Harry Kane day, week, month, and year as he smashes 512 records in just one week. United try their best to hand the title to their cross-town rivals after two draws on the trot, as well as Facebook's finest, our look at the best players of the season, and we look ahead to week 21 of the Premier League season. And of course, I am never alone. I am joined by Michael Kennedy, who only has one ear in his headphones working. He's very upset. He feels like he doesn't want to experience something so disheartening, especially after a lovely Christmas period. How was your Christmas, Michael? It was going good until uh, I put on these set of headphones and uh, 400 bucks down the drain, I'd say. It's a, clar- it's a clerical error. It could be your fault. could be my fault, but that's okay, Mickey. I think it's your fault. We're here for a big week. Uh, first of all, how was your Christmas? It was uh, besides the, uh, the headphones issue. Having a good time? Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I enjoyed a lot of food. Yes. Um, I've got a strong theory at Christmas time to not have any sides and only meat. That's, I, I think that's a pretty solid thing. I don't know why. There's not enough room for sides in Christmas time, and uh, I definitely pushed myself to the limit this year. Well, it's like, why Why do people bring. I don't like how. Why does mum always bring salads? So it's like, we're never going to eat it. Like, well, if we got a choice between another. another yeah, big, turkey. Yeah, or, another bit of ham or turkey or, you know, and a salad. I know which one I'm going to go for, Mickey, as he still plays around with his headphones. It's been a big week, Mickey. You, you um, being obviously a Liverpool fan, we're probably going to go into our top story straight away, shouldn't we? Like, you know, this is a this has been a bit of a late Christmas for you. Virgil Van Dijk apparently is becoming a Liverpool player. Yes, he is, and on the verge of a 75 mil transfer, which is all but confirmed with a photo of him happily with a Liverpool shirt I always next think, to his Christmas tree. I never believe those photos, even when they're legitimate. I always think they're Photoshop. That's how that's the power of Photoshop now. They, yeah, they, they suck know, me in too much. I think, I think this one's a bit more real. And it was confirmed on the Liverpool website. Too. Yeah, that, that one probably. Uh, I'd hope that they didn't get sucked in. <laughs> imagine if they got sucked into that. That'd be crazy. Do you reckon that's 75? I, I don't think that's... We don't know if that's including add-ons or is, uh, excluding add-ons. So, you know, it could be more than that overall, Mickey. What are your thoughts on the transfer? Um, just in general, as a player, and uh, and then on the price. Yeah, look, um, solid defender, obviously. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, like, because we need a fucking goalkeeper too. So, you know, I mean, he can defend all he wants, but yep. you know, if our goalkeeper's letting in goals like he did on the weekend, uh, not even Virgil Van Dijk can help us. But you know, <laughs> it's a positive sign. It's a move in the right direction, I guess. We're starting to try to fill the gaps that you know, the, the gaping holes in the Liverpool team, I guess, and. Um, you know, getting a sign before it's even opened is, uh, I think, is a, is a pretty good deal for us. There's, uh, there's been a bit of rumours that uh, Guardiola was interested in him, then he's come out and said he wasn't interested. Do you feel like he's just kind of like, uh, yeah, after a few weeks, you realised he didn't really need to fill that spot and he kind of just backed out? Or probably, do you... probably no, and probably a lot to do with it was, um, is Otamendi and Stones' form. Yeah, I exactly. I think they've improved a lot this year, and, uh, you know, the questions that he's probably looking at. Um, about their team performance have probably been you know hushed a bit with their, with those two guys especially doing so well. Um, company did go off off on the weekend injured, which was a bit of a concerning sight for most City fans. I did see uh, I did see a big uh, thing basically saying you know since 2015, company's injury list, and he spent more time injured than he has been playing, like a lot more time. Yeah, he's been playing for like you know 100 120 minutes, and he's out for like 5,000 minutes or something like that. Like he's very injury prone right now, and it kind of makes me wonder how I don't even know how good he is anymore. And that's the thing; I can only go off his FIFA ratings every year. That's the only reason I can tell how good he is. Yeah, and a lot of it like. Um People realise how good he was when he wasn't playing, which is most of the time anyway, but um, it was so blatant when he actually did play 
um, how much better they were and saw they were in defence. So um, I don't think it's a massive concern for them at the moment as, as what it's been in previous seasons. Um, yeah. But, yeah, for him, his sake and his mental state as a footballer is probably not the greatest. But What do you think about the whole pricing of Van Dyke? You know, 75 mil is an expensive... Expensive player and like the you most, know, most expensive defender of all time, and it's you know you get all the comparisons. It's always funny when they are uh, when they a big player when Pogba got signed, Lukaku got signed, same thing happened. You know they go, oh, this team bought this many players for that, but like you know the whole Bayern Munich defense doesn't cost that much. I know yep. people were saying, uh the three centre backs from Spurs, are yeah, fifty mil. That. I see that on all the, the Spurs website, all the yep. Spurs sites, and all that. Do you are uh, seventy five? Is it, is he worth it? Do you think on paper, or do because like, it's a lot of money on like a, a lot of potential, isn't it? Because he hasn't had a great season. Well. It- We'll find out, won't we? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, like seventy-five million is a lot of money, but at the same time, if he does the job, he's going to be priceless, and he's going to be, you know, for a side that's looking to have a tilt of the top four, um, we're we're right in the thick of it at the moment. And as I said to you before, this is the the good thing about Liverpool, right? We're sitting fourth at the moment, a point above Spurs, a point against uh, above Arsenal, um, and we're only four points behind Chelsea, five against United. Now, the one thing that Liverpool are probably compared to the rest of those top five teams, and uh, that's including City at the moment and, and Arsenal, um, so top six, um, is that Liverpool's problems are so blatant. You know what I mean? Like the yep. weakness in the squad is so um, out there for everyone to see. Everyone knows what Liverpool have to improve on. You know, if we're sitting fourth with those gaping holes in our team um, and we've already started to patch them a bit, you know, sky's the limit for Liverpool at the moment. And yeah. that, but that's a, that's in turn that we hold on to players like Coutinho and that. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I saw a rumor last week saying the Coutinho thing. We're on the home. Str- they're on the home stretch for signing Coutinho, but that's been this, that's been like that for six months now. So yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to believe everything. That's why I didn't believe Van Dyke at first until I saw it on every website and it was covering my news feed on Facebook. Yes. And I was like, okay, this one might be true. And you're right. Like you know, you need to patch the holes. I feel like you know, you guys need a need a centre back. Might even need two. I don't know. Like depending on what you're thinking, and you might need a right or a left back, uh, depending. And then a, a holding mid fielder and a goalkeeper. So you need to just patch up that pretty back much, half. Pretty much the whole back and, half. And, yeah. a stri- and a striker. And a, Besides the Fab Four. And a, stri- and a good striker. And they'd be what do you mean the Firmino? Firmino, yeah. That's, we'll get, we'll get a good one. Banked in nine goals this year. Yeah, I've, I can get one it. One less than the Kaku is a lot cheaper. Yeah, not as many as Kane, who's uh, a lot more expensive uh, than uh, than Firmino, isn't he? What's what's Kane worth now? Sorry, just out of curiosity. Couple of hundred. Couple of hundred. <laughs> and we'll move on to Spurs, but nah, Mickey, uh, yo, yep. they played two games, two wins. Kane scored six goals. Um, pretty handy, pretty handy week for him. Yeah, it was, and it was kind of like a routine thing for Kane, wasn't it? He, he find he, he just seems to be in the right spot at the right time a lot of the times, but he's also got the ability to make something out of nothing, and that's what's made him such a brutal striker. I, I saw somebody uh, when they they put up a thing of uh, his hat trick against Southampton, and somebody just commented, and it kind of like you know a lot of the comments and that you kind of just you, you read through, you you kind yeah. of read through them because a lot of it's always negative because you know you can't you do sift it. through the shit yeah you sift through the shit trying to find a good one and like one person said like you know it's Kane's one of those players that everything looks really easy to him and like everything's like there's always a bit of class behind him and like that's something that not many players have because a lot of players and you know not throwing these players under the bus or anything like that some have like this incredible explosive amount of speed and like you know that's what gets them through like you know it's like on FIFA like Musa isn't a great player but if you get him on FIFA he can run through anyone he can, he can look amazing yeah, he's a beast. And, but like Kane who's not a very quick player he's like he's an old traditional striker which I, I think that's something that a lot of people like watching because it's just something that's uh in, pretty incredible to see and especially you know he's a right footer Mickey and he's currently he's on 18 goals for the, in the Premier League scored uh seven 
goals on his right foot. He scored three with his head. He scored eight goals on his left foot. So he can, if you can hit him from both sides, which not many strikers can do, you know, Lukaku, we'll try and we'll try and see Lukaku hit one on his left. Like you know, it's ridiculous. No, he's left I mean, wait, on, on his opposite, yeah. on his opposite. Yeah. I nearly, oh, damn it, I nearly fucked that. And uh, it's it's very difficult to see. And like you know, it's it's pretty cool to see at the moment. Ali's um, in both games. You know, won a penalty and uh, put got the uh, got an assist as well and got two assists. A very lovely little ball there. Uh, to set up Sun to set up Kane. Yeah, that was a great ball. It was very, it? Uh, it was very cool to see. And Kane's even Kane's last goal on his left, uh, just kind of holding off and making the defender challenge, falling over, keeper. By the time he actually shot, he had an open net to go he for. Did, yeah. Like the keeper, he, he just sucked everybody in. He was just on. He was untouchable. He really was. And uh, Mickey, you've got a, you got him down as Ping Wow today as uh, Huming <laughs> Sun put away one uh, in this five-two win. Uh, pretty routine, but Southampton were pretty trash. That, they were, but you know they still got they put two goals away and Bo- know, both they, Hugo's. Fault. Yeah. Both Hugo's fault. Uh, first one definitely should have been saved. No keeper should ever let a goal near side unless it's an absolute belter. Belter, yeah. Yeah, there's like there's exceptions, but you know, realistically, you shouldn't let any of those through. And the second one, again, it was a poor clearance, and then he got a hand to it. Like any time, I always say this: any time a keeper gets a hand to something, they should be putting it away. Uh, yeah. Again, exceptions. Easy for us to say, right? yeah, of course. And, but but you're getting, um, we're not getting paid a hundred thousand pounds a week for it, so. That's true. <laughs> but uh, like you know, I, I think that Warriors needs you know he's still again he's having a bit of a sketchy year. Kind of has been. But he's getting away couple. with it a little bit, but hasn't he? Well, when you win five two, you kind of you can't complain too much. But I always find things to complain about, Mickey, because that's yep. half the fun. Uh, yeah, but, uh, pretty standard win. There's not really much to talk about here. It was good to win against Burnley away. That was a big one because yes. Burnley, uh, you know, we, the team uh, in form. Away. But yeah, Burnley exactly. Uh, Burnley, you know, Burnley for top six really, yep. and uh, they they've kind of dropped off a little bit yeah, for little the time bit, yeah. being. But they, they've got a hard run of fixtures, so it's like you know they're being really put to the test. And you know, this week they showed they were they're kind of up to it. But what do you reckon, Mick? Um, yeah, I, I think it was just a, a positive performance by Spurs. I, I think, you know, we're seeing a lot this year that the big teams are really belting the, the middle tier and smaller teams. Like, um, it's a kind of a little bit of old school days, really, isn't it? Where the, the 5-0 wins coming back. Where, yeah. You know, probably three or four years ago, it wasn't happening as much. Um, but I think Harry Kane, his instinct is... is on another level, I think. He just seems to make the right decision every time. You know, you, you look at even just that last goal where you're right, he just chips it over the keeper. And yeah. just cool, calm and collective finish. Um, it's it's Instinct is the thing that's getting him there. And that, and that turn of pace that you said, that it doesn't really stand out, but he's actually, you know, he surprises a lot of defenders with the way he goes. And I thought Ali played well. Yeah. Um, assisting a goal, um, you know, um, Son played well as well. Another an assist and a goal. Yeah. These players are playing pretty well. And um, the strike forces are, are turning into three or four players now in these top teams. So yeah. um, I think, you know, Spurs is three and four. Uh, definitely feature these three. So And Ericsson, I'd say. So yeah. um, this is a good result by Spurs. I think stock standard win. Southampton, you know, they kind of just lick their wounds and, and, and they move on to next week. And, you know, they've got Manchester United next week, which is going to be another challenge in itself. But I think um, they're just kind of going to kind of going to get through these run of games, and uh, for a club like Southampton at the moment, they'd be looking at Manchester United and thinking, you know, to get a point is is really sick now um, after Manchester United playing playing the way they have. Like, do you look at it and being a realistic task? I look. I, I understand what you're saying because, man, you have been on a bit of a trail. You know, have been struggling a bit recently over the Christmas time. Seems to be Spurs' time to shine every time over Christmas period. It's really weird. But uh, look, at the moment, Southampton are playing so poorly that. 
I, I think it's kind of one of those just try and try and lose by as little as possible. <laughs> I, I actually I, think they could possibly get a result. Like you look at it now, but like they're they're only two points away from relegation. They like they're, yeah. they're really having a poor season, and there are a lot of teams in that little bracket there. It's not just they're not just one uh, the next team out. But I, I feel like um, week by week, there's one or two teams who crawl out of that little fight. Yeah, yeah, and it seems well they're still in it. Like they are. Who's who? Do, where do you think the cutoff is right now? Just out of curiosity, do you think it's I think top, Brighton's I, at the top? I think Huddersfield at the moment uh, out of it. I think the top 10, I think the bottom 10 is still up for grabs. Well, I including think, Watford? Uh, top 10 are good. Top 10 are fine. Right. Watford are 10th currently. And uh, I think Huddersfield and below. Huddersfield have four points? Of course. Oh, I guess of it's course, one game. It's guess, Huddersfield. Yeah. It's like Huddersfield are always a chance to, uh, just because of the list that they've got and because they don't have the depth as uh, other teams do. And of course, they're a championship team yep. who've just come up. I feel like they're always a chance just to lose five games in a row and then be right down there. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully they true. don't because we don't want to see Aaron Moy FC go down, of course. Exactly. But uh, yeah, we'll move on. Bournemouth, yep. uh, West Ham. Uh, you know, what a crazy game. Begovic didn't really have a... Uh, a Great, great result oh. at all with that with that slip and Adovich being uh, very much a poacher there. A lovely, lovely finish there. I probably would have missed that too. And I don't, the, I don't and the Bournemouth passed to Adovich to start the run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, Wilson with the handball to uh, equalise. Actually, sorry, that was against Newcastle. That was against Newcastle. Yeah, and Wilson with the handball to equalise in the ninety third minute. It yeah. was just one of those games that kind of had everything. And yeah, it did. Uh, like, you know, I, I, I'm, yeah, I like these fun games. Uh, it was kind of a point for both. Both needed a point, so you know, it kind of well, doesn't yeah, help I, either. But I, I'd say yeah. It didn't really help um, any of them, but it didn't really throw them on, under the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they got no points from from this game, either of those teams, it would have been real trouble. Um, you know, a six-pointer, I guess, because these teams are in the relegation fight at the moment. So, you know, but, to get a point each, I guess it's it's fair. You know, a lot of crazy stuff did happen in this game, didn't it? And Nautovic finding himself to score another two goals. Yeah, he's in good form. He's in good form. How long it will last? Is, is up to him really as his attitude about you know how he wants to play. It's, it's frustrating for the fans when they see what a poor start he has this season and, and now see the play, like the player, that's the player they bought, you know. You yeah. Know, that's the player that they got from Stoke. So um, hopefully for him, he can he can continue with this run of form and, and really make a, a good season in the end out of it. Um, you know, there's not really much to say about this game, but... They've probably got bigger fish to fry, you know, in the next couple of weeks, a huge couple of games. Bournemouth, they've got Everton. Um, West Ham have Spurs. Tottenham, which is going to be an even tougher task. But um, I think, yeah, as I said, it, it's hard to take anything out of this game, except for the, the main events that have actually happened in it. Yeah, West Ham kind of, when they first got, um, you know, got the new manager, got Moyes in, they looked better at down the back. They've kind of let it slip a little bit. You know, they lost against Newcastle, which they would have pinned down, not as a guaranteed win, but they, but they sh- should have won. You know, yeah. going on form, going how both teams were playing, they should have won that. And here, you know, again, they had every chance to win this. You know, you're three, you're three, two up 89 minutes in. It's like West Ham, one of the only teams that you like that, you know, would do this and would lose yeah. it. And you know, it was controversial. A lot of people would say like, they've been absolutely robbed out of it. But do you think they got robbed? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you can't, you can't really deny that, unfortunately. And I think someone was saying it's offside as well. So yeah, it's and that was like arm leg kind of thing that was offside, but yep. still, still there. Like you know, if you, I'd be, I'd feel hard done by if I if it happened to Spurs. So yeah. that's the only way I could put it. Chelsea over Brighton. Uh, you were talking about not much to say about games. Uh, this is probably the most stock standard win. The only thing I can say about this is Aspilicueta is proving how good he is right now. He is. How uh, good is that pass, Morata? He's. 
he does this like he's done this a few times. Him, him and Murata link up a lot. He is really they, the Spanish teammates. Yeah, they they really they really like linking up. Aspilicueta to me is one is in the best team of the season. Like if I was to pick any team to play as my own, I would pick him as my, as a, yep. any, anywhere at the back because he can play anywhere right yeah, now. Yeah, he can. And he's really shifted from a left back to kind of that centre back role. Exactly, and he can play on the right as well if need be. So he's somebody who is so versatile in what he does, and he's so consistent. And uh, you know, like Murata has like. I, we are a bit skeptical of what Murata does because he is somebody, what I think you call the Cahill syndrome, kind of doesn't do much, but might pop up for a goal every now and yeah. then. And he kind of has that about him, but you know, he keeps putting him away. So, you know, no no, uh, yeah. no, no threat really. And, and, and Shock is really uh, a judge by stats, unfortunately. Yeah. You know I mean, the numbers mean everything. So for him to put another goal away, he's doing his job. Uh, quick question for you. Asperger Quetta. Yes, I like that. Uh, with Van Dyke. Costing Liverpool 75. How much do you think he's worth? So Aspel Equator would be, what, 26, 27-ish He'd be hit the prime, yeah. Oh, man, he's... Like, I, I wouldn't think he'd be as much as Van Dyke because Van Dyke's a lot younger, isn't he? He's a... He's a bit younger. Yeah. I'm assuming he's a bit younger than uh, than him. But I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it's all about kind of like who's... I guess the the in thing right now, and Van Dyke during you know the big transfer window was was the in thing. The yeah, he was transfer the window, defender, he, he was it. Yeah, like any everybody wanted him. He was hot property at that stage, and I'm very surprised, honestly, and just going back to that quickly, that after kind of start of season he has had that they got 75 mil. Honestly, if I if I was Southampton, I'd be going, well, you know what, we well, got we got rid of like, him. But um, that's the thing, like they held on for him and. I think they were hoping for him to come back and, and be the player that he had, but I think his mind was already gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Sanchez has rigged of it as well. Um, Although he has played well. He has played well weeks. sometimes, but for the major part, he's been very poor. And I think Van Dyke had literally just kind of maybe given it up do you think? I, yeah, it's hard to say because, like, you know, I at the first I kind of said, like, I was like, oh, well, he, got, he left, uh, you know, he didn't play on the weekend against Spurs. So, you know, if anyone says that he he let five go through, he didn't play that game yeah. anyway. But, like, you know, it's like 75 mil and, like, you know, he might have been checked out. But, like, as I think I was saying a few weeks ago, I, I honestly think he's only probably worth about 40. But it's just the inflation, inflation. Of, inflation of what happens. And, again, like, when you're a team who... Team like Southampton will be looking at Liverpool. You know they've sold to them so many times now that they'd be going. We know how much money you have. Yeah. Like we know that you need this desperately. So if you're going to do yeah, it, yeah, we're exactly. going we're gonna to make you pay out the ass, especially on a on a January transfer window. I think Alan Shearer mentioned that as well. Um, that they they knew the vulnerability of Liverpool and, and what position they are in centre back wise, and you know they had they had all the cards. Yeah. So they could pretty much get what they want for it. And seventy five million at the end is probably um just a combination of all those things put together. So. Um, you know, when you put all those factors in, Van Dyke's transfer, it, seem, it almost seems uh, as crazy as it sounds, almost seems on par, doesn't it? It just sounds normal now, isn't it? Like, it's a bit strange. Yeah. Like, I feel like records going to get broken every couple of years now. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, but that being said, I don't know which when the next offender will be to get break 75 mil. It's a lot of money, man. Like, that's a lot well, of Well, yeah, you find that the teams, like, a lot of teams that have got the defenders that are very admirable and, and, and a lot of teams will want are the big teams like Chelsea, like yeah. Ashley Quetta and a couple of others that don't need to sell, like, you know, I mean, money is not an issue to them, so um, they're not interested in it. And the only thing that's going to force a player out of, um, like a Chelsea or that, is the one to go to Madrid or Barca. It's the only thing at the moment, or PSG even. Yeah, um, have come into that into that three. Um, they're probably the top destination clubs now in the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly right. So, 
it's you know it, it sparks a massive debate, isn't it, about the prices and and the fact that it's, you know seventy five million centre centre back now these days is getting that it's just crazy. But and, and only time will yeah. tell. But if he's worth that, like you know, if he puts, yeah. if he puts together you know five great years, then you know he's probably like you know what that's probably justified. And then by then you know his market value would have been one hundred seventy two million because every it's just going to keep going up, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Like the thing that scares me the most about these transfer is that Van Dyke's transfer to Liverpool a couple of years ago when uh, Liverpool bought Lovren. Yep. For about twenty five million and that was a lot for that. Was that. Huge, yeah. It was huge. And but a lot of people thought it was just because he was playing so well at Southampton. So yeah. you know, um the fact that, you know, Lovren's turned out the way he has it, I've got a lot of a lot of skept uh skeptic, skepticism. Skepticism, yep. that's it. Yeah, I like it. After this transfer, but you know, I'm also excited because hopefully he can turn into player that we've brought. Uh, we've gone a little bit off track here, but we no. will go to... No, just, to... just quickly, Mickey. I've got to, go I just, back. Uh, because we do... I just want to touch on the week before, just a few yep. times, a few times during. Uh, Chelsea kind of needed this win because they did get off the nil-nil draw, which you predicted actually against Everton, Mickey. Yeah, you unbelievable. We'll just, we'll just listen back to see who won the predictions. Uh, I did, but uh, you nearly pulled that back to come back of the century with the uh, with that nil-all prediction against Everton, which is baffled me. I never knew anyone could do that, but yep. Brighton uh, had a 1-0 win over Watford, so I feel like this is a game that Brighton probably would look at and go, you know what, like we, free, we, free we, take, it. we take that, who cares, like, you know, we'll, we'll move on, they wouldn't they wouldn't feel like they lost too much, 2-0 is pretty standard for them anyway. Move on to Huddlesfield and Stoke, uh, 1-0 draw, not a hell of a lot again, Mickey. Tom, Tommy scores his first goal for Huddlesfield, yeah, which Tommy has been a long time coming. That's a long, how long is that? <sighs> Oh yeah, well it's his first Premier League goal. Yeah, well there you go. So <laughs> it's been a long road for him to get to be a part of the Premier League. So it was good for him to have a have a goal. Who do you think? Do you think any of the team was like not cheated? But do you think any any team was hard done by out of this one? Or? Not particularly. I, I, give me the stats because it probably it's, uh, say a different tale. It's it's very hard for me outside. Shots wise, they're pretty like in terms of big chances. That I I think personally, I went back and watched this one. It was pretty even, and uh, you know, in terms of big chances that though, I think they had about two or three each. So it was yep. like it was it was whoever put them away, and you know, to get a one one. I guess any kind of draw would have been good. It would have been better for the fans if it was too old, but yeah, who cares? Yep. <laughs> it's still the same amount of points. Uh, moving on to the one of the better, uh, one of the bigger results here, and another draw. But Man United Burnley. Uh, you know what? Man United going two 0 down at Old Trafford in the first half was uh, something great, I, thought, it? I thought it was something that was kind of wedged in the past. I thought that was something that would happen a season or two ago, and you know to happen against Burnley. I don't know if that says more about how good Burnley are or how poor Man United were. I think I feel like a lot of people are kind of discounting Burnley here. Well, yeah, that's exactly right, and as I sort of said to you before the show, is um, it, it does raise the debate whether it. Um, how, if it's how good Burnley was or how poor Man United were, yep. probably a little bit of combination of both. Um, Jesse Lingard's turning into a important player, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Scores twice, saves the blushes really with Man United, and um, really nice finishes too. Yeah, under the, definitely the second one where the ball was going around like a pinball machine yeah. in that square, and he was just he was just the guy who just put the calm foot on it right in the corner. Um, he. He's got to be starting most weeks now. Like you know, he's he's bought himself a bit of a bit of time to start on the pitch, hasn't he? Yeah, who would have thought that at the start of the season as well? People would have. I think a lot of people, Man United fans, are saying, "Let's loan him out. Let's loan get him let's, out, let's get, get him. Experience. Yeah, get him some experience at, at Premier League level. You know, get him get into a mid table team because he walked straight in." 
and uh, for him to be you know, coming across and he scored a few goals now, like he knows where the goals Important are. Goals too. Yeah, you know? he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not just butchering. You know, he's just not just piling out. He's not just a downhill ski, which is really good to see. And uh, unlike some players, and uh, <laughs> but uh, of course, Mickey, we need to talk. If we're going to talk about the Man United Burnley game, we need to talk about that goddamn free kick. Oh my god, that's great kick by Defoe. Just a quick one. Uh, Jesse Lingard scored six goals this year. Whew, pretty good. On the same as um, Martial, yep. who has started a lot more. Only one short of someone like Philip Coutinho. There you go. Well, Coutinho has missed and a bit. And Sanchez has scored seven too. Yeah. So you, so you can imagine he's currently sitting 17th on the on the scorers list this year. It's pretty good. Like, you know, For someone who hasn't played, that hasn't featured, um, yeah, he's been playing really well. It's, uh, it's really great. Yeah, it's good to see, but like I always, I enjoy this kind of like seeing players that you don't expect to kind of pop up because every season you have a few of those. Uh, but that, yeah, that free kick to Haya getting beaten from outside. I think that was, what was that stat you were saying, Mickey? He hasn't been beaten outside the box in a while. Uh, 32 attempts. 32 attempts. That's this season. That's this season. It's pretty, pretty handy. Shows a bit of how good to Haya is and shows how good of a strike you need to get past him. Because if you haven't seen it, just look, look that goddamn thing up because it's yeah, goddamn. It's an absolute cracker. Oh, it's top bins if I've ever seen one. Uh, Mickey's got it written down currently as what Watford 2, Watford 1 for our next game, which yep. is very, very strange Since to me. Since they played Leicester. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a quick one on Burnley Men United. Burnley did lose against Tottenham, so this yes. result was much more, so much more important because um, you wouldn't have wanted to go through both those games. As hard as they were, you wouldn't have wanted to go through without a point. It would have made, yeah, it would have made everybody kind of look at Burnley and go, ah, they're just pretenders who kind of feast on the, the yep. middle to lower team teams. But you know, they are starting to lose a bit of um, ground on the top six, are they? Yeah, there, they? there is a bit of gap now. You know, there's four points. There's uh, yeah, four points between six and seven, but there's ten points between six and eight. So that's that's pretty huge right now. Burnley are kind of the only thing bridging that gap right now. Yeah. So like, if they if they drop off, then it's just going to be a, a real stock six six team race for it. And it seems like it will be at some stage during the season, and it's good to see. Burnley's kind of kept that alive for the time being, and I hope they can keep it going because, yep. yeah, there's always there's always a top six team who's got to lose every week, basically. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, Watford over Watford, Mickey two one, pretty good result for Watford, eh? Yeah, it is, um, and well, pretty bad one for Watford as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was a little bit out of the blue this one because Watford's form wasn't um, setting the world alight. Um, they they were starting to find themselves struggling to you know get a goal and. Um, Every once in a while, they pop up a win, don't they? Like every time we say that a team's, you know, falling off the wagon, they kind of seem to get a result or two and just shut us up. So, you know, Watford would you? Um, they had a great start to the season, um, as we said, dropped off a little bit. But this is an important result against the high flying Leicester. I think you were playing really well at the moment. It's uh, a big one to do is, is uh, Decore coming back into the squad. Uh, yep. Decore for he's, a, had a, he's got a lot of goals from this year. He's been apparent. Well, according to nearly everybody who's a Watford fan who I've talked to, is been the best player for by a stretch, yep. by a and long way. And the should, same team that has Richarlison in. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly it right now. Richarlison's kind of been a bit a more bit inconsistent yeah. as of yeah. late, but that's okay. That's like you know you kind of get that in your first. I think season. he's only 20 years old. Yeah, we'll give, we'll give him a little bit of a pass for that yeah. if he's only 20. But uh, Decore apparently uh, is might be uh, somebody who gets looked at from a few teams. I know people, uh, teams like Arsenal and teams like Liverpool really? would be loving a holding midfielder. Yeah, he's been he's been somebody who, like, from where what I've seen of him as a few games I have seen, he's a step above everybody else in that team, especially down yep. towards the back. He controls that middle and kind of as that holding mid. Somebody like you know a lot of teams in that top six or like you know maybe yeah, maybe yeah, a little bit before below that you know maybe maybe that's see Jack go the other way <laughs> just a straight swap I'd be happy I'd happy to see Jack out of the Premier League but we'll get into him a bit later Mickey Kennedy but don't you worry get about his brother that. in. <laughs> His brother. He's got a brother who plays for Basel, yeah. Does he really? There you go. Actually, I have seen that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. It's, it's probably better. Wouldn't be hard. Um, <laughs> so you know, 
looking into probably midway through the season, Watford find themselves 10th right now. Um, obviously, we'd probably see that as a pass. How good do you think like they're probably looking at themselves right now and go, you know... They'd be very happy uh, yep. with 10th right now. Uh, I think I put them down at 12 uh, after you'd convinced me to. And, yep. and then you put them down near relegations. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, I think that they will. I don't think, like, I'm just like, you know, trying to future book here, trying to fantasy book for the future. And like, I don't think they're going to go above anyone or below anyone, really. Like, the only team I could see them going above is Burnley if they just collapsed. But I don't think they will. And I think every team below them is clear, clearly worse than them. And, you know, West Ham is so far behind now. Behind, yeah, they, you know, it's going to be I, hard to chase I up. guess it's only seven points. But, you know, like, it's they're so inconsistent in the way they play. And to be honest, they're probably the only team I could see kind of having a massive run. Like, yep. Stoke had potential. Southampton always had potential. But I don't see it happening, personally. I think this, these aren't the seasons for them to really get anything out of it. So, uh, you know, I, I don't... Don't see him really moving. I feel like in you know nineteen weeks time, whatever it is, we'll be looking at uh, the table and going Watford stuck stuck here, stuck yeah. in the same spot, stuck. and they'd be happy with that. You know, yeah, they definitely. If they, would. if they ended up on fifty points, well, you know that's a big plus for them, and they'd be very very comfortable going going into uh you know making a lot more money out of that as opposed to them finishing fourteenth and losing eight mil or whatever they would be. I think yep. it's two mil for every position going up. I think it is. Yeah, something, yeah up until something a, stupid up like that, isn't it? It's yeah. crazy. So I don't like, and that does, and that kind of proves that it does mean something to a lot of clubs if you finish eleventh or twelfth. Like you know, for people say. There's nothing to play for. There is a little bit to play for there for the club itself. Uh, moving on, Michael. Uh, nil all draw. West Brom, Everton. That's the second nil all draw, and you've In just gotten boring yep. uh, written underneath it. So I'm not going to really worry about this one. Uh, any West Brom game is pretty fucking boring to me, and now Everton are kind of being dragged down. It's funny, because... isn't it? Like that they sack pullers for being boring, and and now they just become boring even more with um, Padre. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, but it's it was, they don't have much to work with, do they? Like, do they have anything to, to really go off? They've got to buy some exciting players, I think. A lot of them are stock standard. Yeah, I, I think they're a stock standard You, know, you think of Rondon up front, you think of um, I do Johnny like, Evans. I do like Rondon. I have yeah, a soft I spot like, for big, I still have a soft spot for big dudes. No big guys who can... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do you have, have a soft spot for big dudes. Soft spot. I should, if I said hard spot, then you could say that, but that's okay. Um, but there's not really much to say about this. Is an Everton are slowly making their way back. This yep. they're ninth. Like remember, four weeks ago they were absolutely useless, and yeah. all of a sudden their ninth shows how like how bunched up that kind of middle to that middle, that middle, to middle to table, table is. table is. It's pretty crazy to me. Uh, moving on, Mickey. We'll just get out of that one. Who cares? Uh, Liverpool five, Swansea nil. Uh, pretty you know, Swansea. I watched 20... Coutinho's cracker, but... Yeah, Coutinho's crackers. Oh. I'm poor. That's... And, and, and that's the sign of a player just playing with absolute, you know, confidence with himself. Just that, that slight little touch. And that was a postage stamp in that in that corner. And, the, you know, you see the way that Liverpool tick-tack around. Again, it's just kind of, you know, making... Te- doing teams undone because they're, they're almost too afraid sometimes to go at Coutinho because he'll just run around them. And sometimes when they hold off, and that's why he scores so many of these goals because they don't want to run straight at him because he'll he'll do some of his little magic and get random half the time, <laughs> yep. and then they give him that little bit of extra extra time just to put it out in front of his right foot and postage stamp. As I said, Firmino scores twice. Um, Alexander scores his first um, Premier League goal. Great goal too. Um, yeah, he, he just wanted it more, didn't he? Yeah, it I'll... was it was kind of a, like a ball there to be won, and he's kind of run into the box and just smashed it in. I like, I really like Alexander Arnold. I just think that he needs to work on his defensive side a bit more. He's really he loves going forward a yep. lot, and it kind of makes me think like you know he can get done on the counter. He probably looks at plays like I guess like a Kyle Walker or something like that, and goes, yep. I want to be kind. I want to play similar to him, but you know he tracks back and he's so goddamn quick that he can track back. Yep. He it, can... It's, 
there's a lot of potential for a lot of pace in Alex Arnold. Oh yeah, big time. There is, and he, he looks really good. He lo- he loves playing right now. You can tell when he you can tell sometimes when players score how much they really like really means to him. And like yeah. you know, for a lot of players, I know it's his first goal, so obviously it could mean something. But like some players just don't give a shit, and like nah. they're just kind of like, ah, yeah, it's just a goal. That's what I do. Ox, yeah. Ox scoring a nice, nice goal. Yeah, as nice well. little. Happy and he's starting to feature a lot more now. Yeah, uh, he seems like is he getting? Did he start? Sorry, I, just, I didn't I didn't check this one. Um, I don't think he did. Oh. He might. He, he finds himself either starting that midfield or becoming um, one of the substitutions for the front three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, front four, sorry. And um, yeah, he, he seems to be filling in that role quite well. I, I think um, he did start on that one. He did start. Yeah, sorry, he didn't start the game. Where he started as like a central midfielder. Yeah, or? he starts somewhere on the right usually. That's where he kind yeah, of goes. Yeah, so, and and that's what he like. A lot of, of the transfer was about him wanting to play in that position because that's his favorite favorite position on the wings. Um, it's good to see Klopp's holding his word a little bit, and you know, and, and making him work for the team as well. So he will play as a substitution to, you know, maybe Coutinho or Mane when they when they come off sometimes if he starts on the bench. Um, we're starting to see a little bit more from Ox Chamberlain this year. I think yeah. he started off very poorly, but I think you working know his, working his way in. He's starting to be a more of a solid signing now. Uh, he's playing more. He's playing more the position that he wants to play as well. He's yeah, not, and that helps a lot. That uh, and he kind of you know he knows he has something to prove. It's making him a bit more urgent when he plays. And you know sometimes when you get you get complacent, a lot of teams, a lot of players do, and mm-hmm. you need that kick up the ass from the fans, the media, or whatever it is. Or sometimes you need, just need to change teams, and that's what he's done. Uh, I just want a quick one, Van Dyke. If when he comes in, who goes out in the centre back role? Who started? Like it was Lovren and Love. Uh, yeah, Klavan. yeah, Klavan and Matip. Oh, so Matip is back. So Matip he, just came back, I think. I dare say he'd start with Matip. Yep. But the only thing that's worrying me, Matip was a, a player that I felt that got away with a lot at the start of the season when we were leaking in goals. Yeah. I saw a lot of his um, reactions or, you know, how he how he chased back when, you know, when the attack was on and it had maybe gone past him a bit. And I thought he was very lucky to escape a lot of the criticism that, you know, seemed to be going Lovren's way at the start of the year. So... Um, we'll be interested to see how it goes with Van Dyke um, when he becomes possibly the guy that will be, you know, if it goes wrong, would be going towards the fall too. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, yeah, I found it like he uh, was a great defender. Like, uh, I, I rate him. I reckon he's a good defender. But I think a lot of times I saw um, maybe efforts that were, you know, left a lot to be desired. And I thought you could have done a lot more there and you, you aren't even the guy getting the slack for it. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Hopefully they can form a nice partnership together. Um Moving on, Man City, Newcastle. Now, what a ball from De Bruyne first up. What a finish by Sterling on his left foot. One, first touch yeah, quality, isn't it? It's just something like I, I really – we need to uh, like really highlight the finish as well because like as good as that ball it was, if the, if, if the finish isn't as good as it is, left foot it means right, like just, yeah. it doesn't look like anything. It, does, it just looks like a good, oh, good almost ball. And I feel like 90% of Premier League players wouldn't have put that away or they would have missed the ball completely. Yeah. Because it was, it was a really tough one. And it, but you just see how perfect those two partner up at the moment. Uh, Sterling's yeah. just having such a big season. He's having like, I don't know if it's, he's had a breakout season before, obviously, because he's yeah, uh, before, Liverpool. at Liverpool. But it seems like he's kind of, he's taking his game up so much more in this season as opposed to like, you know, he kind of slowly been building in Man City. And, and these guys like he, uh, like Sterling and Sane and that, they feel like, you know, the confidence to make the run now, like, you know, to even have that run in the first place, knowing the Brian's going to put it on your foot. Um, well, it's handy, isn't it? Yeah, knowing that, like, you know, if he was playing in a few other sides, he'd probably think, why would I even bother? Why would I make that run? And, and that's where it starts, you know, like having the um, initiative to to make that run in the first place, even though it looked, probably it looked outrageous at the start, 
um, knowing that you got someone as good as De Bruyne just to find you, no matter where you're running, and all they have to do is get in the right spot, and he'll, he'll nonetheless put it there. So, you know, this is just a, a sign of a team that just, you know, they have complete utter faith in each other, and and you know, first as I said with Sterling with De Bruyne, and it's the other way around with De Bruyne and Sterling. You know, to be able to go, yep, yeah, he's going to make it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, it's it's just a sign of a team playing with absolute faith with each other and, and it shows that they're, they're probably a very strong, uh, close group together, a group of teammates. And it shows because uh, they only won 1-0 in the end of this, so it did take a kind of a moment of brilliance to actually break it. Uh, they obviously had that potential to do that. They've got so many match winners in that yep. team, Man City. Uh, Newcastle were not disgraced at all. Uh, you know, was, uh, yeah. In the first 30 minutes, it looked it looked like it could have gotten really ugly at some stage. But Definitely then, after the first goal. Yeah, first goal and you thought this might be the opener and there could be two or three before half time. but they really stemmed the flow and they, they kind of, they've had a few chances towards the end. Yeah, um, I watched this game and, and Rafa's plans were pretty obvious. Um, but the one thing I did admire is when the goal came, it didn't change the game plan. So obviously they've, they've, they would have had a game plan at the start of the game. Um, it might have hindered a little bit on that goal. But um, I found that Newcastle played deep, defended well, stuck to their guns. You know, as I said, it took a moment of brilliance, and um, they did get another shot. Aguero almost point blank, but Rob Elliott, fantastic save. Yeah. Um, a De Gea save, like I told you before. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. With uh, Aguero point, yeah, beautiful cross in, headed straight up goal, but um, Elliott got his right hand out and, and blocked it, and. Newcastle actually had a chance to draw at one stage. They um they had a shot on goal, chipped the goalkeeper. It looked like it was going in, and an unbelievable um, header on the line from Otamendi to save it. Yeah. Um that was that was Newcastle's best chance. Um it wasn't you know it wasn't like it was a bad shot or anything. Um well played by a striker. It probably could have just hit it with a bit of power. It seemed to have went too much to the left anyway. Left the goal a little bit open from Ed- what I watched it. Edison. Uh Edison, sorry. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he went a little bit too far. Oh, sorry, it'd be to his right. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too, I did notice, is, you know, as I said, Rafa's game plan was pretty clear cut. But the thing that um, Newcastle did was execute it well. So they play real defensive and um, even with the goal down and they kind of play, kept defensive, kept defensive. And then the last 80 minutes, I actually went for it a little bit, you know, yep. gave it a bit of crack. And they did have a couple of um, maybe half quarter chances that, that they had to go at. And yeah, they definitely left St. James's Park with their, you know, as as much as it was a loss, but they, they really um kept to the game plan and, you know, on another day they could have possibly taken a point. Yeah, definitely they are. You know, they they buy their time, you stick to it, and then you kind of go for your chance. It's kind of it's almost like half the game, or not much more than half the game, was kind of dedicated to stemming the flow, make sure that you guys have control of it in some degree, and then make the run for it towards the end. Especially when you know you can't get smashed six nil, and yeah. it's kind of like you know what we're going to give you guys free license as long as the back the back four can kind of hold up, then we can uh, we can hopefully push forward, keep a holding midfielder yeah. in there, and then work forward. Yeah, exactly right. And, and there was even some stages of the game where Newcastle would get the ball in their defence and boot it back over the halfway line and start again. Yeah. You know, that, and that's what they had to do because, you know, um, City's pr- pressing pressure was also very good too. So, it, you know, another thing that I, I did notice is City's um, calmness, you know, when it's not all going their way. You know, like it, they're yeah. going to come across these teams this year that are literally, their plan is just to sit as deep as they can. And... Um, and try and not concede, and unfortunately for the teams like City, which could be frustrating at some times. Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, when you come a team that's, that's already almost accepted defeat to a degree, um, to try and you know break them down. But 
um, to City's credit, they stayed calm, they stayed on the ball, and you know they they took the chance and they got it. It's good to see, and you know, like they're a team like yeah, they had a bit of a, a three four week period where they were winning just one nils, and that was like that was their kind of their deal for a while, and it shows you know <laughs> when you're not playing your absolute best because they weren't they didn't play their absolute best, yeah. but they played well enough uh, that you can still grind out results, and that's that's what champion teams do. Yeah, uh, we'll move on to the last game of the fixture, uh, the, the week, sorry, which was Palace Arsenal. I just want to get quickly off my chest. I was watching the uh, kind of the goal highlights of Liverpool Arsenal. Uh, yep. The other day, I've never seen a bunch of goals for six goals, a bunch of really weird kind of like not unimpressive, but kind of just like odd goals to me. Could have almost been avoided. Well, as in like, you know, I, I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. So you had Coutinho's one, which was Salah's, Salah's uh, cross. That kind of, yeah, the very lucky bounce up that got in. You had uh, who, Firmino's one that should have been saved by check. And then kind of, it got checked. It got saved into the net, which was really <laughs> what strange. Are, what I might say to um I know you've been a, a grand admirer of uh, Grant Shaka. Yes, yes, please. And, please. Um, you know, I've joked around and kind of said, you know, you're on his back a bit. But it's funny enough that I was watching this game and the first three passes that Shaka got that I saw were the th- three worst passes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I, I thought to myself, maybe you're onto something here, Nick. But um, it was one of those games where nothing really worked and then everything kind of did work when it wasn't supposed to work and, uh, you know, with goals-wise and that. And yeah. I can understand exactly where you're coming from. And even, like, you know, Salah's goal, which was it looked like a fantastic finish, had a mass- had massive a deflection, deflection on it, which yeah. put it like it was going... In the corner. Like, yeah, yeah, it looked like it was going straight to check and then deflection helped it out. Sanchez's first, the goal for Sanchez, shouldn't have, they shouldn't have allowed that. You can't let somebody come across you like that. I don't know who the defender yeah, was. Yeah, it was Alexander-Arnold. Uh, then... I oh, know it was Gomez, sorry. Then, oh, I, I was fuming. Yeah, Xhaka's yeah. uh, goal was just horrible goalkeeping. Uh, like when I heard Jacker hit one from 30 yards, I was like, oh, I, like I think I've said that a couple of times. He has, the, he has the potential to do that every now and then. And then I saw the actual goal. I was like, oh, that's that's just embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. And then, uh, but the only good goal for me was the uh, the Ozil goal. That was the only one yeah, I thought it was, was a nice bit of play, and it was six goals. And I was like, oh, surely there's going to be some crackers because, you know, Arsenal and Liverpool had potential just to pull out crackers from everywhere. Yeah. As, like, as Coutinho. The passing goals, really. Yeah, and Coutinho you know, showed this week that you know, they can just pull them out. And it just didn't happen. It was just very strange to me because I was just I was excited for a really great highlight reel. And I was just mm. kind of like underwhelmed, except for Lacazette's past Ozil. So, uh, so what do you think of this game this week? Um, you know, Arsenal get the result. A uh, couple of brilliant moments from Sanchez, you know, yeah. to get him out of the time. Um, I thought Spironi could have done better on a couple of them. Um, yes. He got beaten at the near post. And, um, Don't like that. <laughs> Again, he got beaten, uh, beaten when he got a hand to one of them. Uh, I think it was Mustafi's one. But my two, my two. My favorite goal price. was um, Zaha and Townsend linking up for the yeah. little crossing and pretty good players. Like uh, Townsend's yeah. so good when he wants to be. He's one of the, he'd be the most frustrating player. He's frustrating at Spurs, but he didn't get much. The, he didn't get much game time, so it was mm. like it wasn't that bad. Yep. But uh, as you know, I'm sure being a Palace fan, have, seeing such huge glimpses of how good he can actually be and then he just kind of goes A very predictable and, player. Yeah, you've always said this. You've always said he's very yeah, predictable. He's the kind of the Asian Robin kind of style. You cut in on his left and shoot. But Sometimes you can't stop it. But no, he's nowhere near as good as Robin. No, so no, no, I'll make that clear. <laughs> but uh, like, I feel like the only thing that I took out was that Arsenal at one stage, they took off, I think they took off Lacazette, they took off somebody and they put on another holding mid uh, after they were like, you know, after about 70 minutes and it kind of invited the, the game on. It kind yeah. of, they kind of sat back and went, come on, you can come at us, Palace. And then it's something that you, you probably like, you know, as a, an Arsenal supporter, you probably wouldn't even want to like contemplate really. Like, well, if you've got a team up. on the road, 3 1 up yeah, three against one up. a team that, you know, who are fighting relegation at the moment, 
and you're supposed to be staking your claim as a top four team. It's not something you, you, you really need to do. Is and it? That, well, that's what that's what led to their goal in the 89th, and then yeah. it, it created some really nervous minutes there for Arsenal. Of course, like you know, they ended up getting the win, which is fine. But like, it's just something that you'd think at three one. And with no real like when you're like, sixty six minutes yeah. in, they're three one up. Like they've just scored two on the two and five minutes, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. Like this could really pile on here. I feel like a lot of I feel like any other team in the top six would continue on yeah. and like you know just pile on. See well, you, you find do. a lot of them do. You know, you, you, all you have to do is look at the results on the weekend. Yeah. Spurs five two, Liverpool five nil. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the results that you know happen normally. How many teams has Man City beat four five nil? Oh, God. And Chelsea, you know, they've they've had their fair share of four nil wins as well. So, so, you know, exactly what you said, you know, how many of the top six would, would normally almost surrender a little bit, you know, and, yeah. and say, come on, we'll try and hold this on now. Yeah, it's, it's, not, a, it's not like a one-goal advantage. They had two goals. Yeah, two like, goals. They were comfortable position. And But, you know, credit to Palace. You know, they, you know imagine this, um, this fixture at the start of the season. It, you couldn't have seen anything good coming out of Palace. And, you know, they've scored twice. They've been in the game. And, and they've had the chances to possibly even take a point. But, you know... Palace, I think they're still building. They're still building, and I think they're going to be a team, you know, up about twelve or eleventh at the end of this year. Yeah, but, um, yeah. it's it's very uh, it's very crazy to see like sixteenth, seventeenth for Palace and West Ham, and I would consider them right now probably the twelfth and thirteenth best teams. Like in there, like they're nowhere near where I think they should be. West Ham, I like as much as I don't like West Ham as a team, like you know, just because I'm a Spurs fan, but they will not be relegated. There's no chance now they're going to get relegated. You wouldn't think so. No, anyway, and I don't think I we've been saying this nearly all year that Palace won't get relegated. Yeah. So like I, it's kind of when. I look at that and I go, okay, we're going to take them out. Then the relegation zone always only comes down to about six teams, and there's a couple of really decent teams in there. Like, you know, to see West Brom might be a potential relegation. I think Bournemouth are in dire straits. I think Bournemouth are not gone. I'm not going to say they're they're gone, but like they're a team who if they staring are, down the barrel, they are really staring down the barrel right now. Because as I said, those two, uh, Palace West Ham won't go. No chance. I don't see Newcastle going, although it could happen. They've been on a really bad run. And I think if Rafa doesn't get some money behind him in the January window, I, they could be down that kind of that, that end in a 10 weeks' time. And that's when it really starts to happen. Once you get to about 30 weeks and you're in that area, well, that's when mm. that's when you see these these games that would be obvious wins for top teams. They start to become harder harder because you know these relegation teams understand that they, they're going to be uh, they're going to be in the championship if they don't make something of it. We will come back, but of course, we'll have a break. Facebook's finest on the way. We're going to talk about Sanchez and City potentially happening over the January window. Talk about who's been the best signing so far, Mourinho, Klopp, and of course, we will look at the Week 21 fixtures of the Premier League season. And we're back with uh, possibly the the funnest segment of the uh, of the show, and that's Facebook's finest, where we we take a take a step back and listen to the idiots on online and. Some of them are us sometimes. Some of them, are, most of the time, is other people, I guess, Nick. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's really good. I, I enjoy Facebook's finance because a lot of them, and like, you know, we always say we're, they're idiots, but a lot of them have really funny calls and we, yeah. lo- we love listening to the funny ones. I, I'll, do you want me to start off, Mickey? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, you can start off, Nick. Uh, unfortunately, Man United had a, uh, a bit of a tough loss to uh, Bristol City uh, you know, a, a week or two back. And did you know, Mickey, statistically speaking, uh, financially speaking as well, Paul Pogba's haircut costs more than the entire <laughs> Bristol City squad. Probably. It probably does. I can't confirm, but I can be pretty confident knowing that. Um, for for me, the first one coming up that I've got, um, it's not so much a, it's a funny one, but um, one of the national leagues um, in the south <laughs> in England. Now, 
we we've kind of you know City have obviously they've made their their points gap fifteen points at the moment. It looks like they're gonna go away and seal the the Premier League pretty pretty easily. Um, not so much in this league here, Nick. Now the what? difference between first and ninth is a mere five points. Ooh, that's so, right. So um, at the moment, uh, Dartford are thirty nine, Havant and Waterville thirty nine, Clemsford thirty nine, <laughs> Brantree Town. Braintree Town, sorry, 39. <laughs> top four. Hampton and Richmond, 39. <laughs> so that's the top five are all in the same amount of points. Um, Hemel Hebersted, 36. True City, yep. 36. Ooh. St. Albans, Ooh. 36. <laughs> so with a, bat, a poor result at Darford, they could see themselves drop from one to eighth in one game. <laughs> That's good. I like that, Vicky. That's a cool one. What leagues? Do we know what league it is? Or we it's just... the National League South. I didn't quite get the the full league. Like... Yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be a, I'd love to see it, actually. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be a good one to see. I'd love to support that because you'd be a, a lot of highs yeah. and lows. One game away from top spot as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly at all stages. Right. Uh, Craig Hannon on uh, what looks to be Twitter, considering there's a 13.7K retweets on it, had this one to say, a six foot foot two bird started grinding on me last night. Yep. Felt like I was being man marked on the corner by John, John <laughs> Terry in his prime. Oh, and he <laughs> Probably take your wife out. Oh, no, don't you go, Mickey. Can't say that. <laughs> I can. And no, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, another statistic that I want to bring up for you. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, going through the Christmas and and obviously the Boxing Day fixtures that are um, you know very sought after. A lot of great games that are played. Probably not as good as the Boxing Day in 1963. Yes, uh, the Division One. Division One called before yes. the Premier League started. Do you want to hear some of the results on that day? Bring it to me, can you? Blackpool versus Chelsea, five one. Yeah, big win, big win. Burnley first Man United. Okay, yep. Just coming off the off the, off uh, the, the Burnley menu. Yep. Well, it didn't quite end like this back then in 1963. Burnley won 6-1. <laughs> nearly, nearly Brazil them. Yes. <laughs> um, Fulham bet Ispwich 10-1. <laughs> yeah. Leicester bet Everton 2-0. Liverpool bet Stoke 6-1. Not, Notting Forest. Oh, Nottingham. Nottingham Forest. Forest. Sounded a bit Scottish there. Yeah, no, I did, didn't know. Uh, beat Sheffield United. Oh, sorry, Drew with Sheffield United 3-3, which would have been an entertaining game. Would have been good, yeah. Um, Sheffield Wednesday beat Bolton 3-0. West Brom and Tottenham 4 all. Big game. I was at that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, West Ham and Blackburn, 2-8. 2-8. And Wolves and Aston Villa, 3-3. That's a big, that's a, like, you know what? They must have had a bit too much Christmas ham if you were the defenders. It's a bit in that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah a few goals in that weekend. That's sound, sure. It sounds a bit skip. I've, I'm a bit uh, suspicious on some of those results there. Uh, we got this one on the football community. And uh, this is Andre AU scores for West Ham, assisted by Andy Carroll. Then Jordan AU scored for Swansea, assisted by Tom Carroll. Ooh. Illuminati confirmed. Yes, very much Potential. so. Potential. I tell you what, there's, some, there's something in that. Now, Nick, you know, you do give me a lot of stick for being a Liverpool supporter. So I do. this is one that I'll give you a little one back. Oh, here we go. Um, and it and it says it goes like this: Spurs fan in two thousand sixty-five. <laughs> I've heard this one down. I remember him at Harry Kane. What a play he was! And this is the grandson. Yeah. So forth. Wow. Did he help Spurs win trophies? <laughs> Spurs fan. No, but he was one of our own. <laughs> He is. He's one of our own. I can't help that. Well, just uh, on the uh, the Twitter f- the handle called Harry Kane Stats, uh, Premier League hat-tricks right now. Kane, seven. West Ham, six. 
Portsmouth six, West Brom. This is full teams, by the way, Mickey. Five, Sunderland what, in five. The history? No, in, no, not in the history. This season. Oh, <laughs> on seven, uh, there's just Mickey. He's just on fire. Santa Claus had this to say. Also, just landed in Liverpool, and some cunt has stolen Rudolph. I don't know what's going, Mickey. I don't know how you breed him down there, but it's not good enough for me. Do you have any more? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple more actually. Um, this is making fun of myself, but, you know, as a Liverpool supporter. I, but, like, um, I like it. Bit of self fun. So. <sighs> Dama Balega, Bagila. I like it. Copperholic, his uh, Twitter thing is. Okay. Um, who also who said this? Um, say what you like, but I have nothing but respect for Coutinho. He's acting. He could be acting up like Van Dyke and Sanchez right now, but instead he puts on a red shirt and gives nothing but hundred and ten percent every week. Obviously, this has been brought up on the signing of Van Dyke. This is what he wrote after the Van Dyke signing. Oh, no. I have nothing but respect for Van Dyke already. <laughs> he easily could have picked up, picked Man City and been on the double the wages. Instead, he picked Klopp and he picked the pro- project in progress, heading in the right direction. These are the types of players we need at this club. <laughs> now, I don't know if he realises that once he says something on Twitter, it stays there surely, as long as he, before he delete it. But surely he uh, he kind of was taking the piss out of himself there because it sounds too perfect. It almost it, it does too- almost, but you know what. The supporters are shipping off these days. Uh, uh, Eamon, oh, sorry, Amir Tahir on the Premier League Banter Group, our favourite group. Uh, banter Harry Lane Kane, this is what he said, is a legend, people saying. He hasn't even won a league for Tottenham. And then John Brown comes out, comes out and says, you're right, Bebe will always go down as a bigger legend than Gerrard. Oh. Pretty true, I tell you. Uh, uh, that one's a good one for you, Mickey, actually. Yeah, but uh, Gerrard did win the Champions League. Didn't win the Premier League, but we're talking Champions about Champions League, the biggest competition in, you know, world football. <sighs> Sorry, but that, that's st- yeah, that status didn't Um, I found this interesting by a man called Joseph Quezada. Yep. Um, top five most overrated Premier League players, overrated Premier League players. Yep. Do you want to hear him? Number one, Lukaku. Overrated. Okay. Debated. Lukaku. Yeah, you Debated. could definitely debate that. I'll give you that. Pogba. Oh, yeah, um, the season he's had so far, which is underrated by I'd say underrated by fans outside of Man United. Overrated. No, he's, he's overrated. I'd, I'd say he's overrated by Man United fans. Underrated by fans that aren't United fans. Okay. How about Coutinho? Oh god, I don't want to get. I don't want to get up. I don't want to get you upset. Overrated. I wouldn't say over. It depends what you consider. Overrated. overrated. Him, man. He's well, killing it. Yeah, but if you're considering that he, you know, if he's worth 150 million for Barcelona, I don't think he's that worth that much personally. But like, I can understand. I, he's he's a very good player. I would say he's the best out of the three. So what far. about Ozil? Yeah, you could argue that definitely. Oh yeah. What about who he's put number five? Eden Hazard. No, no. Like, is he a Spurs fan? I don't know what he is. I reckon he might be a Spurs fan because if you haven't put, if you're He's talking put about everyone except for a Spurs player, well, if, you're, in there, if you're putting, if you're not, if you're putting you those, put five, yeah, in, yeah, and you haven't put Dali Ali in there, I feel like because he's an easy target to go for for an overrated player. So yep. he's probably a Spurs player. Uh, Mickey, moving on, I just want to go, go through, a, you know, uh, a couple of stats for Harry Kane because it's Harry Kane Day, Week, Month, and Year because he's been the best player all year. Uh, most goals for club and country 2017. We have Lewandowski who had 53 goals from 55 appearances. Cavani, Oof, our favourite, 53 from 62. Yep. Ronaldo, 53 from 60. Messi, 54 from 64. And Harry Kane, the only person who's had more goals and appearances, 56 from 52. 
big season, Michael Kennedy. It's huge. Uh, from Harry Kane. Uh, but John Ward on the Premier League Banter Group had, had this to say about it. No, he is overrated. Penalty merchant. Lukaku is way better. <laughs> Penalty merchant. <laughs> Lukaku is way better and doesn't score tap-ins and creates chances for his teammates. Kane is a lazy player and doesn't turn up in big games. Only a little tapping against us last year against our B team, if you ask me. He is overhyped. And this is all one sentence. And I am happy for him that he is a top scorer of the Take league. A breath, league now that we don't need him. The Scouse is moaning about us, the Salah trophy. I don't know how Liverpool got drawn into that. <laughs> What's going on at the end there? And you know what? The whole description literally sounded like the opposite of each other, didn't it? <laughs> and like, it literally like it sounded like he was describing Lukaku. And Martin San- Sanon says, this must be the longest sentence ever. <laughs> was his top, <laughs> the top comment there. Do you have any more, Mickey? Uh, no, I'm fresh out of. Uh, Alan Shearer, just this one's just on a nice one. Alan Shearer coming. You have a magnificent 2017. You deserve to hold the record for most Premier League goals in a calendar year. Well uh, done and keep the work up. I thought that was very nice. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, Sim- like, do, you, do you see the Sim- uh, similarities in Shearer and Kane yeah. in terms of like the bigger players I think Shearer's probably a little bit better with his head and probably I think puts, a bit more bro- like brute yeah a bit more brute well. strength right now uh, uh, Alex Melrose comes out Spurs building a team with a core of young English players and aren't trying to buy the league yet always gets ri- ridiculed for this not every team is lucky to be bought by Arab billionaires Mickey bit, uh, yeah bit, a little bit, bit of truth in that bit, a little bit of truth a little bit of a uh, Harshness out of that. Uh, things most likely to disappear when you need them most. Usually it's your keys, your wallet, your phone, and we'll just Man United as uh. <laughs> coming off the last few weeks. And uh, that's about it. Oh, actually, you know, Harry Kane scored more goals in 2017 than uh, Murata has managed in his entire top flight career. Uh, interesting there. Uh, then breaking news, terrible news for England fans as Jordan Henderson is ruled out yes, for only uh. two months through the injury, therefore will be fit. And then Sam Mitchell for the World Cup. And Sam Mitchell says he's good for Liverpool, but shite for England. We should be uh, playing Loftus-Cheek out. Ali and Wilshere in the midfield, fuck Hendo and Livermore off. And then well, Wilshere's been playing all right lately. He has been playing quite well. Did you see that three ball on the weekend? Oh, oh. Real good. And then uh, Jack Jack Stones comes out with this one. I feel, I find it offensive that you say Henderson has been playing anyway good for Liverpool. Uh, yes. <laughs> bit, bit harsh on that. But also- you know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that. And I did read a few of the comments. And one guy did mention that, you know, good on us, England. The World Cup hasn't even started yet and we're already slating our players. We always do that. That's just- and now... He's got a bit of a point, you know what I mean? Like, what, what chances have these guys got when the World Cup doesn't even start till next year and, and they're already copping it? But um, any, any English yeah. player that any comes English, out and, yeah. and kind of breaks Play. through, especially like right now. And it doesn't even matter what sport it is. Right now, Kane's getting the brunt of it. It's like, you know, uh, everybody, because he's broken these records or yeah. whatever, and everyone's going, oh, well, he can't do it for England. It's like, he hasn't, he, last, time, last few yeah. times he's played for England, he scored every game. So he's been playing all right, and now and he hasn't played for how long? He's got to wait till the World Cup till yeah. he starts getting some real games. Like, we'll, we'll see how he goes. Like, you know, and yep. again, Again, you know, you don't have like uh, they always say. You know, the best era of England, they couldn't win anything. So, did that mean every player that played for England in that era aren't any good? It's like, mm. no, of course, they're yeah, fantastic exactly players. Right. It just they, for whatever reason, which I still can't put my fucking finger on, Mickey, they couldn't get it done. It's just a really even in the golden generation. The, that's exactly it. Like you had so many great players. I guess because you know Lampard was so much better than Gerrard. But that, I don't. Well, supposedly, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a true by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I love the comparison, but I don't know. I can't even tell you that comparison was stayed to the day they die. Yeah, that that is a day all. all Always and like every now and then you'll see, you'll hear skulls get put in there because skulls they always put that in and, the, and but then, then they then normally get shot the angle skulls was probably the better of the three yeah that's exactly it anytime skulls get put in front they're like well he was clearly the best and well you know it's yeah. uh, it's up for the debate like, it's a great topic isn't it and but like the the fact the caliber of those three players to get playing you, to think that they played the same year with Rain Rooney up front don't yeah. forget and you know 
Ashley Cole. Yeah. Um, you know, couple, Be- Beckham, John, Te- Ta- John Terry. Yeah. Um, at, at his prime at the Beckham corner, was at the, on the, at on the, the corner flag, at the corner flag, John Terry, uh, grinding on that six foot two girl. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, sorry. But yeah, you think of the players that come through there, Joe Cole, when yeah. he was playing at Chelsea, you know, um, that is a real talent. Uh, moving on, but Mickey, uh, we've talked about Van Dyke to Liverpool, uh, how he's been, oh, he's you paid way too much for him. He's going to be an absolute flop. But other than that, Mickey, Sanchez to City, uh, are we, what do we think going in here? Because, you know, we were very confident going into the last transfer that he was, go- he was gone. Even even a week before transfer was done or even the night before transfer was done, we thought he was gone. And, you know, he's still obviously an Arsenal player. Do you think he will go in January? Uh, I've got every possibility that he will go. Yep. Yeah. He'll be pushing it very hard because, you know, he might he might get the summer and they might even not want him. But I think I think at the moment for him, he, he's probably thinking it's either City now or PSG later maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But- He's out of contract, so like Arsenal might. It's kind of one of those things. Sanchez, you know, was saying at teams, you know, how um, Southampton held all the cards against Liverpool. It's almost like Sanchez just holds all the cards here. If he wants yep. to go, he'll go. He'll either go for twenty or thirty million now, or he'll go for free. Yep. And it depends how much money means to Arsenal. Seems like money means a bit more to Arsenal than say a City or a United. Yep. So yeah, I, I do see him going. I think it's one of those. any any other transfers that you could see happening. Any kind of shock ones? Any teams that you think need to make a move? Uh, Newcastle definitely is yeah. the number one. I think they've just got to, as I said last time, I'm pretty sure that they've got to get rid of Mike Ashley before the January transfer because it doesn't look like he'll spend again because he's still looking to sell. He's not going to invest in money that he's not going to, you know, get get any reward out of. So they need to do something for their for every chance of their survival. Otherwise, they've got to somehow pray that Rafa gets them out of this mess. And so far, he is. But you know. Um, they really need to make one or two songs. They, they just need to buy some Premier League players. And there's a lot of teams, that, you know, the, the top teams at the moment that have got a lot of players on the edge um, that would fit in very nicely at Newcastle. And that's what they've got to attack. I think that's their, their game plan. That's what they really need to do. They, they need to get um, solid Premier League players on the outers of the big clubs. You know, maybe get someone like Suzuko back. You know, like... Yeah. Someone like that, you know, even like Danny Drinkwater or something, that seems a bit more far-fetched since he just went to Chelsea. But, you know, those kind of players that, um, you know, that are established Premier League players but uh, aren't so much getting a game. And, um, you know, imagine him going big and just going for a duel. Well, yeah, imagine Drew, him going for that. I, I would be, I'd be very much going back for Townsend if you want. If they could, I would put it. I don't like, think he'd go. I, I don't think he'd leave realistically. I'd, yeah, probably not. But, you know, there's, a, there's always a chance to put in Aaron a Moy. Aaron Moyes, I, I was thinking about Aaron Moyes just then, but I also think that they might be going, okay, we need Premier League, absolute Premier League standard, and they might yep. still be a bit sketchy. Aaron Moyes and John Joe Shelby would play well together, and you wouldn't be able to tell who's who. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they had two bald bikes running around. It's true, true. Two KKK members, it looks like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you see them on. Very much what so. about, what about uh, Zaha? Do you reckon Zaha has any chance to go? If, if, New, if he is, Newcastle, he wouldn't go to Newcastle. He's going, he's going up, yeah. Is it just funny? I, I think, I, you know, I know this might Zaha be. Zaha could be a replacement for Sanchez. Could be. I, I'd, Arsenal. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see how he goes. At a Good to see him have again. another chance again. That'd be nice. I would like to. Um, I like to see Newcastle go hard at uh, Shakiri. I think somebody needs to go hard at Shakiri, and I, I don't know why, but I just need somebody to fucking buy this guy because he's, <laughs> he's too good for Stoke. He's been too good for Stoke for how long? Like it's, yep. it's just one of those things where like I, I just don't know and what what, what he's he, done. He's, he probably, he must have a leaked tape or something. And, like that. and that's the thing. He probably went to Stoke as a stepping stone for his career, and he's kind of found himself there still three or four years later. You know, when he went there. He, Mind you, Liverpool did go for him. Did they? Did he? Yeah, they went for him originally wow. and he didn't end up going. There you go. Stayed at, he started at Munich and then um, he ended up leaving to Stoke. I think it was like 12 months later. He, yeah. he went to Stoke. So 
don't forget that, yeah, Liverpool did give him a chance to go there, but he, he's at the state now, and I'm sure he's, he's, he's reveling in that decision. Well, he's clearly he's clearly looking at it going, like, he knows he's the best player. Like, he's easily the best player at Stoke. Has been for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just like, do you think he, maybe he enjoys that. Maybe he enjoys, like, some players enjoy being the best, like, you know, like in their yeah. team. And some players, they don't want to, they don't really need the challenge. Or, you know, because yeah. I think, I think Shakira would fit perfectly into a West Ham or an Everton, personally. I think they'd be. Yeah, but I don't think, like, you can't see him following an out of and going into West Ham. Yeah, well, probably Everton then. Ever- Imagine Everton. him playing as an up front at um, Everton. He, he's probably not quick enough, but yeah. it's a new challenge for him. I think he'd, he'd do all right. He's got some brute force on him. Yeah. Shakiri. You know, he Rooney has, would work well together. He has, yeah, he has some ability to really uh, really br- uh, brute out some plays and some, put some crackers in. He's, he's already done it this year, a few crackers. Yeah. Uh, Mickey, off the top of your head, favourite goal of 2017? Do you have one? I have a couple. I do, I do like um, Coutinho's free kick against Arsenal at the start of the season. Ooh, okay, yeah, I like that. Was that the was that, that, was, like, that was last season. That was that last was season. Start, yeah. Might, no, that was, that was last year. That was last year. First game last year. Oh, yeah. It was two, so, that was six, Was that 2016? Yeah, that's 2016. Jesus Christ. Um, i got a couple if you want me to round off a few. Yeah, round off a few. Uh, Carol's bicycle kick. What about uh, Mkhitaryan's? Mkhitaryan's, but uh, that, was, that was the... the Giroud was going to be my next one, the Scorpion. Uh, Charlie Daniels, Bournemouth goal against oh, Man yeah. City earlier this year. Probably the sweetest strike that you'll see. Uh, Hazard made a really great solo run against, I think it was, it Arsenal. was Arsenal. Yeah, yeah he destroyed yep. the whole Arsenal defence there. Uh, there's just a few off the top of my head that I went for, which I, I really like. As I, as I said before, I love uh, the bigger strikers. They're really good. To, like when they pull off something just freakish, it's just really cool to me. Especially Benteke's goal? Was that 2017? Uh, was that 2017? Might have been 16. Might have been 16, that one. But I, I love, I, I think Carroll's one's probably my favourite just because of how sweet he struck it and just yep. like every replay is so good to me. And uh, yeah, like there's been, there's been some great goals. I don't think there's been a goal as good as in like this is just pissing in my own pocket here but there's no good as goal as uh, Harry Kane's versus Arsenal that game or uh, Dele Alli's versus Crystal Palace a couple of years ago yeah. because those two are iconic goals what about the iconic goal of Martial same game as Benteke's goal when he come on as a 35 oh, minute yeah. striker that was a big they, goal. That was, was a, a big goal, wasn't it? Was it? Big, yeah. it? It kind of set the tone for his career, really, didn't it? Because he could have easily been the pin-up boy of, um, you know, what a waste of money. So it was yeah. a lot of pressure on that kid, and geez, what a start. And I didn't mind one of uh, Lukaku's tap-ins that he's done for United. He's done about seven of those this year, so yep. yeah, I didn't mind one of those. But uh, um, what do you, anybody got? I don't have any more, but I was going to ask you, who's the best signing? Oh, okay. So best signing overall has been Salah, no doubt. Uh, I'd have to get all the how much they've been bought for as well. I think Kolasinac has been a really good buy. They got him for free. They got Kolasinac for free. Oh, so, yeah, uh, so that was a perfect signing for them. Moy's been a great signing. Uh, he's you know I'd, I'd love to see. I think they bought him for what, eight or ten. Was it ten? I think it was ten. So if he's, I, I think he'd be worth right now probably fifteen to twenty, maybe even more. Like yeah. you know, just kind of like it's good when they can double their value. Yeah, and like you know, he's already he quadrupled or did more times his value by five going from uh, Melbourne City to uh, or Man City, sorry, to Huddlesfield. So you yeah. know, he's already just making his value more profitable. Uh, Richarlison's another one. I yep. think he's been a, he's been a fantastic signing. I'm just trying to think because like you, I look at the uh, the strikers. Actually, I'll, I'll go. We'll go this way for a second. Uh, we've had we've had a few new strikers being signed. We've had. Uh, we've had, what do we have? Murata, Lacazette, and Lukaku. I want you to rate them in order and who do you think has been the best or the worst out of them so far? Um, it's a tough one because they're all sitting around each other, aren't they? I think they're, I think they're 10, 9, and 8 in their goals. I'd say, I'd say Murata, Lacazette, Lukaku. Is that because Lukaku costs so much as well? No. Nah, price isn't a thing, just the way they play and... And how they're fitting into their systems at their clubs at the moment, and 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 the goals and the type of goals they're scoring. Any other players who? for best signing? Mick? 
Um, no, you, you pretty much nailed all the ones that I think. Um, Harry Maguire from Harry Leicester, Maguire's been a good, good centre back. I've seen a lot of people saying, "Why didn't we get Harry Maguire instead of Van Dyke for Liverpool fans?" Yeah, a lot of people, which is a not. I wouldn't say a fair argument because it's you know kind of chalk and cheese kind of thing. Like, but and he's just been signed as well, so it's very hard just to yeah. buy someone straight out. But I like that one. Uh, worst signings? Do you have any worst signings? I got one. Renato Sanchez. Yeah, has to be close to the worst signing. Absolute shocker. I think Klaassen hasn't been very good for Everton. I think Everton in general haven't signed very well overall, even though I... Oh, Sigurdsson's been all right. Sigurdsson's just starting to hit form now, finally. But uh, even then, like you know, they just have no strike force. It's it's hard to go past Sanchez, really, isn't it? Yeah. If you had one player coming off the bench through this, would it be either Martial, Sane, or uh, Giroud? Martial, Sane, or (laughs) Giroud. Sane. Sane? Yeah. It's hard yeah. one. I just want to chuck Giroud in there because I'm a big he, fan. But. He was, like, Giroud's had a good impact, but Sane seemed to have like, an instant impact every time we come on. And, you know, Martial's, he's he's just as good, but um, I think Sane's, yeah, he's, he's done some incredible things. Uh, who's been the best player of 2017? Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah, I just think he's just got another level and, um, you know, he, he his left and right foot are an absolutely fantastic. Like um, he did miss a couple on his left on the weekend, but that could have yeah. you know, made City's win a bit more comfortable. I was a bit surprised, but um, he he just makes something out of nothing, and he and he can score goals, he creates goals, um, and he just seems to have so much time. You know, I mean, every time he's on the ball, he just seems to have so much time. So I wouldn't be too far behind him. Uh, for, late run, late run for the second for like yeah, this second part of half. I think for full 2017 he couldn't. Like, um, maybe for this season so really far. Right, Jesus. Uh, he, he he came in January, so this is his first full year. Uh, I, I'm a city. huge fan of Jesus. I think he's uh, I think he's unreal. I, I, you know, he's one of those players. Like I remember, I was playing uh, Christmas Eve. I was playing against somebody, uh, my next door neighbour, who I always come in every year and I beat him 6-0 and he always thinks that he's been robbed for some reason. I don't know. He takes pot shots from 30 yards and feel like he's been robbed and he's been dominating me. And uh, I was, and he was Man United. So I was like, oh, we'll just do Manchester Derby. He's like, okay. He's like, but you can't play Aguero. I was like, okay, I'll just play Jesus. Even better. Like, you know, he's quicker. So you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's half the fun with FIFA. And he scored like four or five goals or whatever. And he's like, Who? I've never heard of this guy. Who's Jesus? Like, who's Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> and, God, I was, and I was just like, mate, like, he's doing a career mode and uh, with Huddlesfield. And I was like, if you, uh, you should have bought him straight away if you could. I would put every bit of Huddlesfield money into buying Jesus if you could and then uh but then he couldn't do that so he was very upset. Is this Paul? No, this is his brother Paddy. Oh <laughs> the, the dickhead Paddy. One. the dickhead one. Yeah you went in God he gets angry every time I beat yeah, him. That'd be so like, fun. Throws an absolute I love fit. But uh, yeah, I am a massive fan of Jesus. I saw Jesus' first game or his first appearance was against Spurs in our two all draw at the Eddie Hat. <laughs> and uh it was yeah yeah and he does the does the your uh, your favorite celebration doesn't he call, call me baby he does doesn't he does it every time he does it every time yeah. basically he scores and I, I really like that but he's been a bit like you know uh like in terms of other players like you said De Bruyne for 2017 I think Harry Kane's been easily the best player oh yeah, <laughs> but, breaking, breaking. yeah we'll just talk about how many records how he's many got, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true I completely forgot about Harry Kane but De Bruyne's a good one De Bruyne's somebody uh, I I think also De Gea would be up there like yep. I'd love to well, I'd love to pick my favorite team for the Premier League right now because there's so many good players. I feel like would be in there. Yeah, we actually need some time, but we have to oh, cut yeah. some players. We'd have to really cut some players. I know, and I know you. I'd have you'd have Coutinho, and I wouldn't. So like the Coutinho, big... Sane, Mane, Firmino, you'd have more. You'd have... Henderson. You would, you would not have Firmino. There's no uh, way you, have, you would not have Firmino. He's your striker. Don't even pretend you would. Uh, he's already, he's 
he's a flat, flat track bully, but that's okay. What do you reckon, Nick? We we move over to the um the predictions for the week. Well, just a couple little ones, Mickey. Uh, just yep. before we get going, I just don't want to spend too much time. Uh, you you were just written right. You wrote down. Sorry. Uh, does Mourinho have any pressure on him? Do you believe he does, or do you think he's just kind of? I like. I feel like he hasn't. I feel like the pressure case. starts when he starts treading on too many people's toes. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, I think it's starting to happen, and. and it's not so much the players maybe at the moment, but it's more supporters about the way they're playing and, and then not getting results by playing defensive against the big teams and even a little bit defensive, you know, against the normal teams now. So it's starting to bite Mourinho in the ass. He's finding it a little bit difficult in the season where he normally starts to make ground on the rest of the teams. And the last one is I was listening to uh, my favourite channel on YouTube, Arsenal Fan TV, and uh, DT, the one, the uh, one of the main dudes on there, probably the most popular guy on there besides Bloody Blood McFan Fan. Blood Fan. Uh, well, actually, DT is actually the most popular, but Blood Fan's funnier. And uh, he kind of said, you know, if we're complaining about Wenger, then Liverpool fans should be complaining about Klopp because, in his words, Mickey, not mine, the only thing that Klopp's uh, done since he's come to England is get a new set of teeth. First of all, he has, and he looks gorgeous with his new set of teeth. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the comment does it have any well, does it have any staying power no I don't, the, the one thing one statistic that I will put straight out there since Klopp's come to Liverpool Arsenal aren't playing Champions League anymore and Liverpool are so it's good stuff it's, yeah. uh, if, if that's anything to go by that's the only thing you really need to rest your hat on isn't it yeah, I, I I do like I understand where he, like where it's come from, but I think he's grasping at straws realistically. Like you know, and he, he also said his comment was the only reason we uh we didn't lose that game is because uh we're just as shit as Liverpool and like they're just as shit as us. And I was just like, oh jeez. Yeah, I was like, you know, you both have defensive flaws as shown by that fucking game, oh, but it was Jesus it God. was one of those things. Uh, like I I don't think like I think Klopp's under pressure. He usually shows when he's under pressure because he bites back at the media and he uh mm. and like you know that that whole Lovren situation and everything like that. Yeah. And that, no, that no, no, no. That little period, like that, he really he was showing that he was uh he was really feeling it. He do was not happy. Do you think he was on, like? Do you, he was feeling the pressure from him, or maybe he, he felt he needed to jump to the defense of his players? Well, because well, once you throw your player under the bus, he kind of didn't know where to go. I feel yeah. like because he did, he really threw him yeah. under the bus there. And I, like, the Tottenham game is like, yeah, it was yeah. Them, really, wasn't that it? was that was where it all stemmed from. And now like he hasn't been the same since Lovren. Like he doesn't start as much anymore, and he's kind of he's he's just like on the way out. Maybe he, he knows it. He knows he's not going to be playing now. Like he like as soon as that signing went through with Van Dyke, he'd be looking at going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm already. He's Newcastle? probably. He's probably all uh, Newcastle. Yeah, probably. Newcastle can everyone. They, they can get yeah. all the players really, except stay away from any Spurs players. We, we, we don't want you, uh, Mickey. We'll move on to my prediction. Yep. But uh, you've got you've got a few ones written down there. Uh, one of them, I will say that uh, Spurs are playing Swansea before they play uh, West Ham. They've actually moved their Week 22 fixture up. For uh, for for the third of January, which is funny because the West Ham game is on the fifth, so there's not much uh, not much kind of uh, time behind, beyond that. But we can do both those games anyway. Uh, yep. Michael, we'll start from the top. Bournemouth versus Everton. Ooh, Everton two one. Uh, this is one of those games. I I've Everton done two nil all draws. I'm gonna say Everton win one nil. Uh, pretty. Not comfortable actually. Pretty just a standard win. Chelsea Stoke. Uh, Chelsea gonna continue their ways. Um. Yeah, I think they are. I think Stoke's struggling at the moment. I think they're going to win two one. I think they'll just win two nil. Uh, Chelsea, Ooh. no, no stress about. They'll just do the same they did this week. This is a good game. Huddlesfield Burnley. I like this one. Uh, Aaron Moy FC going up against the uh, the Burnley Brutes, as I like to call them. Yep. Never called them that once. <laughs> I was going to say, when have you ever called them Burnley Brutes? Um, <laughs> I like to think that Huddlesfield will scrape a draw out of this. Um. I'm going to say that just for the the Aramoy factor. So I think it's going to be one all draw. It's funny to me that Huddlesfield are actually favourites going in to win this game. 
uh, which is cra- yeah, that is strange, which is crazy to me. I think they're two dollars, yeah. they're two twenty, and Burnley are three forty, three dollars for a draw. Which I will go for the draw. I think it's going to be a one-one draw. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, pretty, pretty stock standard there. Liverpool, Leicester. What did I say? One all too? Did, did you say one all? I think so. I don't know. We'll, we'll rewind. We'll yeah. get your first prediction out of that. Right. <laughs> Liverpool, Leicester. Liverpool three 0 You always go Liverpool three yep. nil. Uh, Leicester. I have faith in my team. You do, and then well, I don't know if you do. You just kind of you had that stock one written down. It's like a tipping competition. You always <laughs> yeah, that's stock result. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liverpool, Leicester. I'm gonna go with a. Liverpool win for two one. I don't think it will be that convincing, and I, Mino might score a tap in. I don't know. Like you know, Leicester are kind of that middle team that he might score against. Uh, moving on, but Newcastle versus Brighton are uh, two championship teams going up against each other. Uh, must win for a team like Newcastle. This is a game that they could actually catch up and have the same amount of points as Brighton if they do win. So you know, this is kind of there's a bit going on this one. Yeah, definitely. Um. Newcastle Brighton, yeah. Yes. So I just wanted to confirm because I was sinking hard. Um, I think Newcastle going to win. Okay, cool. Two 0 I think uh, Newcastle is going to win. Two one. Uh, no stress about that. Pretty you easy. Just blocked out my whole vote. Yeah, but get going. Uh, Watford versus Swansea. Ooh, Watford two one. Uh, Watford three nil. They might. That's my stock. That's my stock one against Swansea. Every, every yeah, time no, fair enough. Uh, Swansea got to lose. Uh, Man United Southampton. I, you know, I think you were saying that they could be. Uh, they could be trying to scrape a draw here. Are you going to back that up with a prediction, or are you going to stick one all? <laughs> one all. I'm actually going to go for it. There we go. I'm going to go with United. You thought I was crazy when I said Chelsea Everton nil, but you I, I, yeah, you were very correct there. I'm going to say United are going to win this four nil. I don't think. I think Southampton. Are on the verge of being in the relegation fight. I don't think they're any good <laughs> at all. And I think I said this last week, which I need to get a sounder of. I just don't like Southampton. No, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I think you said that last week. I yeah. did. I'm just trying to get a sounder for it so I can play it every week when they get brought up. Crystal Palace, Man City. Uh, is this, uh, you know, Palace are in a little bit of form, so they might not be absolutely slaughtered, but I feel like the defense is going to be put to the test. Man City, 4 0. I'm going to go Man City. 3 1. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they get a goal put past them. I don't think they're Zaha's impenetrable. Score? I hope so. I, I just want Zaha to rage his stock a bit more because I want him, I want him to get bought out by somebody because I think he's a really good player. Uh, West Brom, Arsenal. Arsenal 1 0. I'm going to go 1 all draw at the Hawthorns. I, I think this is going to be somewhere. I'm going to be. I feel like they're going to really need to start moving on soon, West Brom. Otherwise, they like because they're a potential for a lot of these uh, relegation teams. They're potential teams for last at the moment. They are. Like, well, Swansea, if they pull out, if they actually put you know pull their finger out and actually give it a crack. They are. They might be off the bottom of the table, and West Brom might be there. So I'm going to go one all. Uh, Tottenham. They got. Well, we're going to have. Uh, they're going to have what one game? One game before we do our next show, so we can do that one. Spurs versus Swansea, which is uh, on the third. Spurs three nil. Spurs three nil. It's an interesting one. Happy with that one, but uh, I'll go with Spurs 4-1. Uh, Lorries will fuck up and make uh, that would be the reason why Swansea score one. Don't know who will score, but maybe Renata Sanchez. He'll come back. He'll come out. Maybe and, own goal from Lorries. Own goal from Lorries. Yeah, I'll back that in. Uh, Kane will score one. Ali will score one. Son will yeah, score I didn't know. one. I didn't, we didn't need in-depth detail. And uh, guess who else is going to score one? My boy, Musa Sissoko. He's going to, uh, he's going to come on. He's going to come once. on. I tell you what. What about Lamella? Uh, no, Lamella's going to. Has he, been, has he featured since that game he featured? Uh, he's featured a couple of times. Didn't, didn't feature on the weekend, but you know, he's, uh, he's just he's snorting too much coke. You can't do much about it. He is it. Argentinian. Yeah. <laughs> but he was one of those things where uh, Sissoko, I tell you what, I was, when uh, I was watching that South Phantom game, 
uh, Ali was playing really well. And I was like, oh, actually, no, it wasn't Southampton. I think it was a Burnley game. He was playing really well and he and, uh, won the penalty and everything like that. And I was like, oh, okay, he's getting some form back. And then he puts the ball through to Sissoko. I was like, okay, come on, let's get, get a goal into Sissoko. One on one, like no one within 20 yep. yards of him. And I'm figured, you can't miss this. Like, you can't he miss did. this. And he fucked it up. And he, like, it was a really good save, but like, he really, it was just horrible to look at. And I was just like, I just want it for Ali's stats. You know, sometimes you want it for the player beforehand, like when you pass it to someone on FIFA yeah. on purpose just yeah. to try and get their stats up on the career mode. And I was just like, get it, just get it, like, you know, put through a great ball, just reward it, reward it, Sissoko. Just put the fucking ball in the back get of the net. Get yourself a goal, too. Yeah, so. like, get yourself something because he hasn't, he scored one goal. It's a pathetic goal anyway, but, um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Mickey, New Year's, we, our next show will be in 2018. So yep. what are you most thankful for for this uh, for this year of football? Are we not going to do Tottenham West Ham? No, Tottenham West Ham will be next Friday, which will be uh, it's Friday week. So that's going to be January 5th. We would have already done another show by okay. then. So that's, right. that's not too bad. We can uh, we can get away with that one. Uh, and also, actually, we couldn't even done. I think the next game's on Wednesday, but that's okay, Mickey. Uh, what's your, what are you most thankful for for the week of the year? Um... Salah, Van Dyke. <laughs> nah, I'm not. I'll, I'll be thankful for Van Dyke if he performs. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. Just thankful to be able to watch um, a team like Man City do their do their trade this year. No, no, no I am. I think they've been playing that well, and you know, Man City's team themselves. I think they're they're a possibility to um, you know take on the biggest teams in the world and win. Um, also, it's refreshing to see the teams like Huddersfield and Brighton make a real challenge for it this year. You know, they were the Bournemouth of a couple of years ago and and now they're, you know, the middle of the table pretty much and they're, you know, it's good to see some Aussies, you know, taking on the take on the Premier League with Matty Ryan and and, Moy. and our, our boy Aaron Moy and they're, and they're starting to play well. So, you know, there's it's a couple of things I've just enjoyed watching this year. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm very happy that Swans here on the bottom of the table. Uh, West Brom are second bottom, which just makes me even more happy. And Bournemouth being there is not very pleasant for me personally. But yeah, <laughs> well, there you <laughs> go. As long as as long as uh, Southampton, Stoke, or even Brighton can go down, I don't really mind. Keep keep Newcastle, Palace, and West Ham up. Like they're they're teams that I actually think are worthy of the Premier League. Yeah, but you know what? They should have a bottom six and just get rid of all the teams I don't like and, and bring up Leeds United and uh, and uh, Millwall and just just for the hell of it. I heard Le- Leeds are starting to go all right. They're nearly, they're nearly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they're in League Two at the moment, anyway. But that's yep. a League One or League Two. But yeah, they're they're going to be up there soon. Mark Vaduk is going to come back and come, uh, <laughs> come back and score a few for them. It's going to be it's going to be sunny days. But anyway, Mickey, it's been a good show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Total Ninety Premier League podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Mickey Kennedy's going to take us out. Take us out, Mickey. Yeah, uh, a big couple of weeks of fixtures. Um, plenty more to come over this Christmas break, so stay stay involved and uh, listen to us next week. It's going to be the best season of the Premier League, Michael, because we're going to take you every step of the way through.